1: Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify.
2: This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Here you go. One, two, three.
1: Welcome to a very special bonus episode of The Theatre Podcast. Now that Broadway's coming back, there are opening nights, red carpets galore. I've been extremely lucky to have been invited to several of them in various capacities. So to make sure to go over to Instagram and follow me there at theatre underscore podcast for uh, the first-hand account of everything that I've been doing there, full stories and pictures, But this quick little episode is with my friend Beatriz Westby, who you need to also go to the show notes and find her Instagram account because in her spare time, she's also a mermaid. Jumping into this, Is This Room opened on Monday, October 11th to a phenomenal collection of all positive reviews and is playing in rep with another groundbreaking play at the Lyceum Theater on 45th Street here in New York. It tells the story of 25-year-old Air Force linguist Reality Winner, yes, that's her real name, when on June 3rd, 2017, 11 FBI agents appeared at her home to interrogate her about leaking a classified document proving Russian interference in the 2016 election. Still with me? The play reenacts the verbatim transcript of Reality Winner's FBI interrogation and is an entirely true story. This is insane. So obviously you're here for the red carpet interviews. You're not here to hear me ramble. Let's kick this back to Bia as she talks with director Tina Satter, who just made her Broadway debut with this play, Is This a Room?
0: First question for you is what was it about this project that made you want to do it, made you
2: want to actually transform the story into a play. It was this young female protagonist at the center of it, this like complicated female heroine that I'm always drawn to in my work, and that this was real. And this incredible hour we had in her life that happened in America in her small room in July, um, June 2017. It just felt like so rich to think can we? Can we do this? Can we show who this young woman is in this crazy way? She's intersecting with our national moment in this transcript that we have. Can we make that a play? And I just, it was really being drawn to who reality was and this incredible moment in time we got to see her in that really inspired me. Why do you think this is an important story to bring into the theaters now? I mean, I just think it's important and an opportunity. Like, we happen to have this transcript, so we actually get to see, like, behind the scenes, literally, we get, like, this portal into how the FBI talked to someone who leaked some information. Like, no matter what side of that you come down on, we actually get to see how a version of that played out. And so, it's just, to me, what we always, I've always said is, like, we show the first word of that moment in time and the last word of that conversation and of course it's really political because it literally steps into geopolitics and the machinations of the American state but we try to sort of be like this happened and it's it's protocol she did do something wrong but there's reasons why she did it Mm -hmm. there was information withheld from the American public you know so there's so much at play and instead of like commenting or twisting on it we sort of wanted to put out all of this one conversation that happens around it mm-hmm. as a way to it's just such a gift to have had that transcript to me and if it could be a theatrical thing it takes us underneath the headlines like we actually get to be there in the room as the fbi does mm-hmm. their work and as young woman young woman who believes she did something to show she felt we were being lied to she explains herself and they kind of explain themselves so it was a really amazing opportunity
1: Continuing Bia's question about why is this an important story to see right now? Puppet designer Amanda Villalobos answers this for us.
0: There's a lot of issues that I think this show brings up. And I don't think the point of the show is to defend her necessarily or say that what she did wasn't wrong. Um, But it's about opening a discussion about, um, you know, fact and fiction and having information like this and also like... How we decide in America to punish people for what they've done and whether or not they made her, you know, you know, she was punished much more severely than anyone else had been um, for information that was pretty kind of like obvious at the time. So it's just like, I think it's interesting. It starts a conversation about that. And I think we need to talk about that.
1: Chris Giarmo, who is the dance and vocal captain from American Utopia, has this to add. I think that this piece is so important because it puts people in this position of empathy, Mm -hmm. whether you're a parent and you have a child or whether you're a kid and you have a family that you're responsible for or uh, your decisions affect them. I think it puts people in this place of really understanding what our freedom means and how much we take it for granted. Okay, okay. Full disclosure, I'm about to create a narrative theme here. The actress who stars in the other play at the Lyceum Theater, called Dana H., is played by actress Deirdre O'Connell. Here she is.
0: And why do you feel that bringing politics and bringing all of these um, incredible women-led stories that are so intense and so beautiful, but also so tragic in many, many ways, why do you feel that that is so important right now? We're all kind of crawling out of our foxholes, right? And I feel like... It, this piece was
1: made before mm-hmm. but somehow the feeling of doing it now it's as if we prepared it for now yes it's in a funny way i feel like we
0: little did we know how much we would need a story about the darkness underneath the world that we're living in because so many times in this last year you'd ask i
1: asked myself like what has been going on under the surface mm-hmm. and this play is a
0: lot about that as is this okay, is the yeah. so
1: Speaking of Broadway, some people may feel reluctant to actually return right now as we come out of the pandemic. Actor Andy Grotelution is no different. Don't worry, Google his name, you know him. If I had to guess regarding being back on Broadway, I'd say he's just so excited to be here.
0: I'm just so excited to be here. This is actually my first proper Broadway show
1: inside since everything. So um, I'm, I'm so excited about this double bill that the Vineyard is producing up here. It's such a wonderful opportunity to see two strange
0: plays. Have you seen them already? No, and I missed them both in their okay. previous incarnations, but I, I just, I, I think it's so remarkable that they're getting a space here.
1: Yes, we are on Broadway now, but is this a room and Dana H. actually opened off-off Broadway at a theater called The Kitchen on January 4th, 2019, before transferring off-Broadway to the Vineyard Theater and now here to the Lyceum. There are different strokes for different folks, meaning different audiences see different shows in different locations. And here's what co-sound designer Lee Kinney had to say about the differences in the audiences across the various theaters.
0: Have you been feeling a big difference in the audiences in the be- before in the Vineyard and now on Broadway?
1: Yeah, it's a... I This I think the piece has like lived in a really different place in three different iterations and like. I think has been really successful at continuing to be the same piece it it was while encountering a really different group of people. Uh, You know, there's a different audience that is attracted to a show that's in this part of town and in this house than one that's downtown. And I think it speaks to the power of the piece that it continues to resonate without being really changed very much. So as I said before, this is now on Broadway, the big time. Frankie Grande, brother of Ariana Grande and producer of both Dana H and Is This the Room gives us a little taste of his intentions behind why he decided to produce these two amazing shows. It's good to have the glitz and the glam of Broadway, Mm -hmm. but also to be reminded that this is a place where we nurture artists Mm -hmm. and where we where we put challenging stories out into the world and where we can affect change. We can do that on this street. And that's what both of these plays are doing, Dana H. and Is This a Room? So I'm so grateful that this is the way we're starting things off. Tony nominated actress Judy Kuhn joins us to share her thoughts.
0: I think I am just not taking anything for granted. Mm -hmm. I just feel so grateful to be able to go to the theater. I feel so grateful to be working again. I am full of hope that all the conversations around you know, equity and diversity and the change that needs to happen in our business. It's maybe finally going to push things forward. And I just I have a lot of optimism right now.
1: Stephen Sater, the man behind Spring Awakening and Alice By Heart and so many other amazing productions, shared his thoughts with us. I feel renewed that you know I know we're saying Broadway's back, Broadway's back but what what's moving to me I walked these. I stayed in New York the entire pandemic this was such a ghost town it was such a desolated feeling I was on my own a lot and to walk here and to see people gather, I mean I know we're just beginning we're starting up but the There's a renewal of life as we knew it. It's like a homecoming in a certain way. And I'm so moved at the kind of changes that have come down on Broadway since we, you know, just that plays of real meat and substance and provocative plays that could help participate in a public conversation are now appearing on Broadway. I'm happy for the vineyard. You know, some people might still think it's not safe to come back to Broadway. But let me tell you something. Is This a Room has a production epidemiologist. You heard me right. Science!
0: I'm Blythe Adamson, I'm the production epidemiologist. How has that challenge been? Oh, well, I love challenges, so it's just been a delight uh, to be able to add all of the best public health strategies we have to make this a safe place for the cast, the crew, and especially audience members coming to watch tonight. And for somebody that hasn't come to the theater yet, what should they expect, and how can they prepare so that when they come in, they know what to do and they are fully prepared. Well first, bring your vaccination card uh, or some form of proof of your vaccination. It's one of the strengths that we have right now that every single person in this audience uh, is fully vaccinated. Uh, Second, bring a good high quality mask. Uh, So we do have people sitting side by side and uh, a high quality mask is a great way to make sure we have that extra layer of protection for people.
1: Lastly, before we close out this episode, some of you might be wondering, what does Is This A Room even mean? Why is the set so minimal? Well, well, let's take it back to Tina Satter to take us out and answer those two questions for us.
0: And I have so many questions about just design choices and when yeah. did that come in? When, when did all of the very, you know, it's a very stripped down
2: stage, there's just some chairs. When did all of that come into place? From the beginning, when I first thought this could be a play, I felt like there should not be much set. That It was about seeing this conversation unfold and seeing reality and the energy and exchanges among reality and all these men in our house. And that the clearest thing was just to have actors sort of say those words in as clear of a space as possible so we could really feel what that might have felt like, which may sound antithetical to not put her in a small room, but if we could create the feeling, which I think we did with the set and their staging, it would be really powerful. So that was an early idea, um, mm-hmm. that part of it, actually. So yeah. And and I love the whole blackout. I love oh, yeah. all of those design choices there. So it makes sense for what the
0: story is and how it works. They are so beautifully done too. And the name of the show was also very interesting to me because it is such an odd line
2: or moment in the show. So what was the decision there of having this be the name of the show? You know, we uh, when we had to title it, I was always calling it Reality Winner Verbatim Transcription because that's what was stamped on the top of the actual transcript and looked like the title. And then it was like, we got to have a little more title title, something more poetic. And I just went through and looked at any line that was really interesting in it. Like when she says the phrase, like a girl's name, um is this a room is that a room was just there was something so random that sentence is really strange is this Mm -hmm. a room it's like um and so it just was on this list and something strange about it and we finally just had to have a title the first time it premiered ever and so I put that on it not sure exactly I took the question mark off and then it's come to have a ton of amazing meaning I think and Is right before she finally confesses that Mm -hmm. she did it. So it sort of seems like some weird key to something that Mm -hmm. gets unlocked in her. And I just thought it was a really beautiful moment. And then since her mom her mom, Billy Winter Davis, has said it's such a good title because she really did hate that room, and you know, it was a loaded Mm -hmm. room to her, so it really it's got some darker meaning for reality in the show too, but it feels like a good title to the family too.
1: Thanks for listening to this extra special bonus episode and special thanks to Beatrice Westby for being our extra special red carpet guest host. Find more information about the theater podcast and me at dpn.fm ttp. You can get more information about Is This a Room at thelyceumplays.com. If you don't know how to spell that, don't worry. Just check the show notes. It's all there for you. Take a deep breath, make the world a little colorful.